City again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hi Dave, how are you? Hi Emma, yeah, very busy, build up to Christmas. Yeah, it's been uh, very busy and obviously a lot to catch up on because we've not had a podcast for a while. So um, that's right, yeah. It's end of November uh, when we really? last played. Yeah, last played Bristol. Uh, Bristol away, five 0 win. Uh, Tessa Wool out with the opening goal at Stoke Gifford Stadium, and then four goals in the second half. Uh, goals from Ellen White, Pauline Bremer, and Weir. Well, two goals from Pauline actually. Uh, so yeah. a get a good game really. I mean, you went on to the Stoke Gifford. What did you think? Yeah, Bristol. Yeah, it was a good, it was good performance at Bristol. Um, uh, it, it was it was a, it's a difficult place sometimes. We slipped up there last year with a draw, and Nick's pointed out that those sort of draws are what cost us in the long run last season. So, you know, the, those sort of games this season, we, we don't want to be dropping any points. So, it was good to see us come out and uh, really take the game. We could could have been further ahead by half time actually, but like you say, second half we really were very clinical and some great goals Caroline's was a great goal Tessa's yeah. um, was a good goal so yeah it, it, it's a good result and you know like, like you say those are the games you, you can't really afford to slip up in in, in this league so mm. a good win yeah I mean Bristol obviously bottom of the table with uh, Liverpool now Liverpool managing to pick up some points I mean can you see Bristol you know with the fight on for relegation do you see them improving for the rest of the season and they showed glimpses of you know moments of brilliance but then just couldn't really do anything yeah. I mean the, the, as you know I mean, there's a couple of good players down at Bristol I mean yeah. Ebony Salmon looks like she's decent if she, she gets service they score some goals yeah. we know that Poppy Pattinson's been out for the you know, we all know City what a good player Poppy is and she's been out and she's just come back now so they'll be looking to give her some game time and stuff so I mean it's going to be close at the bottom it always is it's just like at the top isn't it so yeah. every point is vital I would imagine when, they, when they've got some six point I think they play Liverpool might be the first home game they've got in the new year Bristol that, that's obviously what they call the six points that's a very important game so what a win that was um but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they can't improve. We're not even halfway through the fixtures until we've all played the next game. So yeah. there's plenty of points to play for for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And then a week later, uh, City returned to the Academy Stadium and recorded a 1-0 win against uh, a much-improved Liverpool. A goal from Gemma Bonner, who put one past form- her former club. Perhaps to the disappointment of the Liverpool fans, but again, a good result. And uh, Yeah, it was it was it was a tough game because as you say Liverpool at the time were bottom, but they surprised me and everyone's been saying oh well they've been a bit of mucky in games you know yeah. and I haven't really seen them until until this game but they played well that day yeah. and and the City were made to fight for that win uh, hanging on somewhat towards the end maybe because it was a tough game Liverpool played well and you can see that maybe their problem is scoring goals Liverpool they don't seem to let many in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't seem to score goals, you know what I mean? So maybe if they could get themselves an out-and-out goal scorer, which isn't an easy thing to do, I admit, um, you know, they could see themselves get away from the bottom of the table as well. So, yeah, I was impressed. But, I mean, the most important thing for City and for Nick is, like we said before, those games not dropping any points. And at the end of the day, we've got the three points. So, yeah. you know, that's crucial. And and kept a clean sheet as well. I mean, that sort About of that minimal yeah. goal margin... You know, and and obviously in the Bristol game as well, we saw obviously another clean sheet. 
and we've not let in that many goals this season. I hope I'm not jinxing that for for 2020, but you know we've we've seen to have done defensively. You know, um, Ellie's performed really well, and defensively we've kept a, a a really good you know clean sheet in some really important games as well. I think that Ellie uh, with Steph and Gemma in front of her in the middle. Obviously, we've got the fullbacks as well, but that middle core stayed. Similar, Ellie stayed in there. Obviously, with KB being injured, she's had an extended run in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, they've all impressed. I mean, like you say, we've not let many goals in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's there's not much wrong with that defence. I'm glad to see Gemma Bonner get this extended run at centre half, which she didn't get last year. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan. I loved uh, Jennifer Be- Beatty when she was at City. She's a great player. Yeah. Um, and obviously, she was first choice. But her going to Arsenal has given Gemma this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes when you lose a player, it's not always the end of the world because you've got these other players that can come in. And Gemma's proved that she's she's as good in that position. And if you look at the stats, possibly the defence is even better for her. Yeah, and yeah. and obviously you speak of Gemma there, but you know we've had a, a spray of goals coming throughout the team, but we've had mm-hmm. Gemma Bonner recently contributing about three. She did. I mean, as you say, we, we, she scored against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, we played Everton in the last Conti Cup group game away at Marine, and she scored at the far end of the pitch. Now, if anyone's been to Marine, it was a night game, so the floodlights were on, and the floodlights were not too clever. Yeah. So with her scoring at the far end of the pitch, we were all sat behind the, the main stand is behind one goal, and she scored at the right at the other end of the ground. And everyone, you know, some people weren't sure who scored. Genuinely, couldn't see. They didn't announce it. And I said to people sitting next to me, I think it was Gemma because it came in from a corner, and you saw the blonde head go up and flick it into the net. So I don't think anyone else touched it. Was it? It was um, between Gemma and Be- Becky, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and we, and we actually asked Janine outside, "Did you get touched on that?" She said, "No, no, it was Gemma's goal." So uh, we got that straight from the horse's mouth. So Zimmer got the third. And then she scored again in the second half. Uh, uh, there was a bit of a scramble after a corner as well. And then, as you say, she then got that really important winner against Liverpool. So, yeah, she's chipping in with the goals. Yeah. I bet Becky would have liked to have claimed that goal. See, <laughs> she's not been in yeah. an action recently. Well, this is something that Nick must be really pleased with, though. That, that we're not relying on um, one person. I mentioned this on the last podcast last season. If you look at the percentage of goals, obviously... Nikita scored most of our goals. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, all credit to her. She had a great season. Um, yet again, she's moved on, and we're thinking, oh, who's going to get the goals? But if you look at our team this season, the goals, one really big positive is that a lot of people have chipped in with goals. You know, mm. defence, midfield, Caroline Way, she's chipped in with a number of goals. Yeah. So, you know, that's got a few, and do you it's think good, that's, that's good. Yeah, do you think that's possibly the difference for us this season? The fact is that we're not looking to one or two players to contribute, that is, you know, there are plenty yeah, getting in on the action? The best, yeah, I think that's a good thing, because even the best strikers can go through that period where they just don't get a goal. It doesn't mean they're not playing well, but things just don't go for them. And mm-hmm. if you're relying out and out on them for, you know, let's take, let's be generous and say say 75 70 goals coming from a top striker mm-hmm. you know that's great but if then if that striker gets injured or suspended or goes through a lull you need someone else to, to chip in with the goals and the good thing if you look at cities i'm not sure of the stats but if you look at cities goals this season it's been nicely spread throughout the team steph's yeah. got some gemma's got some as you said lauren hemp's chipped in with a few caroline you know that's great you know yeah, pauline bremer Stanway, Pauline, why? <laughs> the list great, goes on and on. Lauren, yeah. we just need Ellie to go for a corner now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Jill get a goal. I, I, every game, I, like every game that comes up, I say like Jill's gonna get a goal this game, Jill, and it just doesn't <laughs> sure happen. But 
I mean, she's so involved with much of the play and, you know, yeah. I mean, it really has been like, um, I mean, we've talked about it before, but real team performances. I mean, I think I, I wasn't at the Brighton game, but you spoke of, you know, how you struggled to pick out four players for your poll because yeah. everyone really contributed. I mean, we'll talk about the Chelsea game first before moving on to Brighton. Yeah. But City travelled to Kings Meadow for our all-important wow. top-of-the-table clash. Nothing to separate the scenes at the break. However, it was a first-time finish from Caroline Weir to break the deadlock and send City into the lead. It was a bit short-lived uh, as Chelsea responded with two quick succession goals from England and Meald, uh, enabling Chelsea to see out the game and to take the three points. It was a bit of a tussle. It was a, I thought it was a great game. First yeah. and foremost, I thought it was a really good game of football. Two great teams, two, probably two, if not, you know, put Arsenal in there, but probably the two best teams in the league with Arsenal. Really both going for it. And I think for the first hour of the game, we were probably just the better side. Just. You know, they had their chances and stuff, but we played so well. We had a game plan. We stuck to it. We got the goal, as you say. Great goal, by the way. Kira's ball over to Kira. Oh, just a wonderful pass. Yeah, it was. South Carolina, a great finish. And Chelsea are a good side. We mustn't forget that. They're a really good side. Um, and that last half hour, they, they really stepped up a gear. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying we tired or anything, but for the last half hour, they were possibly the better side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they snatched the two goals of it it's an almost scrappy goal of the winner mm-hmm. um, but overall I really honestly thought that if we'd have come away with a draw it would have been a fair result I thought you know it was an equal game I thought you know both teams went for it and if it had finished one all two all I don't think there'd been many complaints from the fans because I think both teams played well yeah. um, you can always tell you know like, even when you lose when your team gets applauded off and they get a great reception which they got that day they'd give everything they'd played as well as they could play a little bit unfortunate to lose I thought yeah I mean and recent results against Chelsea I mean they're always there's there's not ever really much to separate the two is there I mean you know it's usually a draw it's or there's just one goal in it but out of all those games I think this one was the the one where it, it was just like you said just a really thrilling exciting game of football that and real good football you know it was just yeah. you look like anyone could have got the winner sort of thing but it was just that moment of brilliance from Chelsea I mean they you know to score those two goals in quick succession and yeah. you know to I'm obviously... a massive fan of um, G that plays for Chelsea yeah. she... I think she's a great player every time we play them you know I watch her and she you know she she spots passes and things and makes you know makes that team tick for me mm-hmm. um, I know they've got a lot of good players in the last few years as well around her but she's been there for a number of years now and I've been watching them for a number of years and I'm all I'm, I just I just like watching her play unfortunately that is usually against City and I don't want them yeah. to win but she is a great player and you know she's a, she's, she's a good player to watch mm-hmm. and she, again she she had a good game and uh, but City played well so everybody played well again that day you know it's hard to pick a, a player in a match that day because everyone really put a shift in as well and even when it wasn't going for them Chelsea on top City were working so hard yeah, and Ellie made some amazing saves. Yeah, really, especially in the first, first half. half yeah, saves, definitely. Yeah, you know, so um, it was. A, if I, you know, if you if you'd ask me to pick out a game this season to show someone who'd never watched women's football in this country to advertise the game as a game of football, mm-hmm. you could show them that game because any football fan would, I think, would enjoy that as a game of football because it was yeah. a really entertaining end-to-end game. Mm-hmm. Two really good, probably the, you know, two of the top sides in the country. Really going for it. Mm-hmm. And what was the atmosphere like at Kings Meadow? Brilliant. 
Fantastic, yeah, really good. We had uh, our usual, you know, you've been there with us, haven't you? So yeah. we, we sort of had that corner in the north stand where, you know, we gather as City fans all gathered there. There was us lot from the other side of coach and some people went in the cars and there was some other blues there as well. So we all sort of gathered together towards that corner. Their main thing is halfway down the main stand and then behind the other goal. So, you know, there was a bit of banter going to and fro, but, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was good and the atmosphere is great. We've got a good atmosphere going down there. Uh, most games now, Chelsea have been getting some good crowds this season. The only thing I wish they wouldn't do, and it's not just Chelsea that are guilty of this, a lot of teams do it, they blast this music out, don't they, you know, before and after the game, they blast it through the speakers and stuff. And, you know, the banter and the singing between the crowd is it, it, good enough, I think, to, to get that atmosphere going. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but yeah, fantastic, yeah, really good set of fans and, you know, good advert for the women's games, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, the the big news for Chelsea is obviously Sam Kerr coming into the, the squad. Uh, how much yeah. of an impact do you think she's going to have on for Chelsea next season? Well, I would imagine, you know, you, you would imagine it, that they imagine it's going to be a massive impact. I mean, she's uh, one of, if not the best player in the world at the moment, mm. um, in a lot of the polls and things. Um, they've also signed a Scottish international last week, haven't they? Yes. So they keep buying players, you know, she doesn't stand still. Emma Hayes, you know, she, she, she's always looking to add to that squad. They've got a great squad. Uh, that's a, possibly the difference on the day we played them. If you look at the um, substitutes bench, she's got an international to come on in every position. Yeah. And it makes them a big squad. How she keeps them happy, I'm not sure. They've got less games because they've not been in Europe this season, but they all seem to be happy. They don't seem to have any... Um, anyone asking to leave they all seem to want to play for the team and everything and they've got a great squad so Sam Kerr coming in it'll be interesting to see um, where she plays who whose place she takes I know but that's where it she's, she's going to she's if she the, plays you know uh, someone like um, I mean look at Beth England he's not going to drop her don't imagine are they exactly. she's scoring a lot of goals that's uh, I mean that's what I was alluding to the fact that obviously she's coming into the squad and that potentially you've got one of those top players that we've just talked about that is potentially going to lose their spot to her. Um, I mean, yeah. is she going to need time to adapt to the, to the league? You know, Not things like that. Good. You don't know, do you? Or is she professional yeah. enough, uh, professional enough to just adapt her game to suit the style of the WSL? I would think she probably is, but you can never. I don't suppose you can ever tell until you try, because some players, you know, some foreign players come into this country, both in the men's and the women's games. Great players. Some players hit the ground running and it takes it duck to water. Some players take a while to settle and then become, you know, stars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's hard to say. I mean, the only experience that I've seen it in the women's game close up with Carly Lloyd came to City and she was a massive influence on the team. She was a massive influence on the younger players in the squad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ask people like Georgia and Kieran now that they'll have enjoyed playing with someone like Carly, maybe that's a comparable situation there. So... I'm sure she'll. She's not come to to not play. I'm sure she's come to play and you know be in the team. So um, it will be interesting to see what they do. If you look at Chelsea, you, see, you wouldn't have thought two or three years ago that Frank Kirby wouldn't be in the side. No. You know she can't get in the side because the ones that they're playing are scoring so many goals. And you look at like Backman and um, Beth England. They seem to be the running running the line up front for them now, and scoring all these goals. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say, but you know, there's an old saying, isn't there, when people say that you can't have too many good players, so maybe that's the, you know, that's the road they're going down. Um, it'll be interesting. It definitely, it definitely will. Um, 
And then we finished 2019 with our final home game of this, well, of 2019 before heading to the winter break against Hope Powell's Brighton and Hove Albion, um, which saw another five goals from City. Uh, the first scored within minutes of kickoff by Steph Horton, who's who converted a low direct indirect free kick awarded for the back pass, which was collected by um, Sophie Harris. Just instant to go for the ball. City were attacking, and it's just sort of come off the the shin of one of the players and just sort of gone into the hands of the keeper. I mean, it all happened so quickly, and then, and then we were awarded the indirect free kick. Take it from like you say, it was flying start. I mean, at the game, it looks from where we sit, you sit near us, so you know the sort of view we have, it looked like a back pass. Yeah. Um, when I saw it again on the TV last night, possibly a little bit unlucky, yeah, like you say, deflected. Uh, but, you know, did it stop a City player getting onto the ball? Maybe that's the way the ref looked yeah. at it. She seemed to be very adamant straight away, the referee, didn't she? That, you know, it had stopped the chance and she saw it as a back pass, so. Um, you know, it's a difficult and they're very difficult to defend those three kids, oh, aren't they? Especially against someone like Steph. You don't know if Steph's going to crack one or you don't know if George is going to crack one. And yeah. you don't, you know, do you want to get in the way of it? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, um, obviously we saw it in the in the World Cup as well. Like ten yards out, um, everyone pretty much on the line for Brighton, and yeah. Steph has just powered it through uh, to give City the early. Yeah, um, yeah. But like you say, a flying start, that, and I thought it was a great goal from Ellen. Yeah, I mean, City played very well again yesterday. It's a bit similar to the um, Bristol game we mentioned before. You know, these are the games we can't really afford to drop points in because we've got to. It's bad enough. We, you know, we've lost to Chelsea and Arsenal. We have got a chance to get those points back because those both those teams have got to come to the academy stadium in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick was mentioning this on the TV in his interview last night. He, he knows now that we've got to beat those two teams. Yeah. Um, he also knows he can't afford, as he said last year, five draws cost us effectively cost us the title. So he knows he can't afford to drop points in games against teams that are not challenging for the style. I don't want to say lesser teams because anyone can be a good team on the day and everyone can Absolutely. have a great day. You know, but um, yesterday, Brighton really didn't get a chance to get a foothold in the game. City were 2-0 up, you know, before they'd even know what's hit them. And uh, it was good to, it's good to watch City play well. They could have scored more yesterday, actually. There's one, if you could level one criticism at them, they missed quite a few good chances as well. But yeah. that's not too worrying on a day when you win 5-0 anyway, I suppose. No. I mean, like you said, both White and Hemp contributing in the first half and then Stan- Stanway and-, and Bremer coming off the bench and also getting in on the goals as well. Yeah, brilliant. Lauren Hemp was outstanding again yesterday. She was unplayable at times, especially in the first half. She was brilliant. Yeah. She really is a joy to watch. And obviously after a, a great week for Lauren, signing the multi-year contracts as well, and which you'll yeah. see her at the club as well. I mean, how how exciting is that for City now, looking ahead to the future? Yeah. Said you when you look at her age, is she about 19? I think 
Lauren Hemp. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think you know, for her future and 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 just how bright that is. You know, with everything she's contributed to yeah. the game so far and the performances that she's putting on the pitch. I mean, like you said, she's just running that wing incredibly well. The the passes yeah. and the the crosses that that she's putting into the box are really threatening um, yeah. to the yeah, opposition. She works so hard as well. She works off the ball and the other team's got the ball. You watch her. The work rate is, is, is unreal. Mm-hmm. So she's got a bit of everything for me. She could go wrong, you know. I think she could be a great player. Yeah. Great player. Definitely. So um, City now finish uh, 2019 in second place in the WSL table on 24 points with Arsenal on top of the league with 27 points, I think. Uh, Chelsea are in third uh, with a game in hand on 23 points. I mean, looking at the table and the results, how happy are you with the, the finish of uh, We talk about the the County Cup there quarter final draw now against uh, Sheffield away. Um, yeah, well we had draw. to be drawn away, didn't we? We had to get an away draw because we finished in second. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe it could have been Sheffield, Chelsea, or Arsenal that we got away from home. So I suppose out of those three, we've got the more favourable one we could have got. But obviously it's not going to be easy because it's going to be a massive game for Sheffield. They're going to want to knock us out, get the headlines, beat the holders. You yeah, know, that sort cause of thing. an upset. So, don't want to be a victim of an upset. I mean, we on played them... Level, I mean, on a personal level, I'm just happy to not have to travel to London for once, you know, for yeah. a night game. So, at least Sheffield's a bit nearer for us all. Sure. Um, so, we played Sheffield last season in the Conti Cup in the group stage um, of the competition. I think we won 6-0 at home. It's, well, it's, it's not a fixture turned on its head, but technically it's away from home. So, I, I don't know how, it, how you're going to look at it, but... I think it's... they have improved drastically, though, Sheffield. You look at the results, I think they've improved a lot this season. So, and obviously being at Sheffield, you know, being, I'm not sure where they're going to play. I think they played Chesterfield, someone was telling me today. So, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know much about it. I've not seen them play this season, but obviously I see the results and stuff. And I think, well, they've obviously improved on, on, on what we saw last season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Nickel Tree is a very serious game. You, you know how I would City feel about the Continental Cup. We, uh, we do have quite an affinity to that cup, so... Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's definitely a trophy we want to retain. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the FA Cup as well, that uh, being drawn um, in, I think it'll be January, won't it? So, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot, lot to look forward to next year, but obviously a lot to look back on as well in 2019. I mean, obviously, with the two cups that we won last season, again in the FA Cup and the um, Continental Cup final against Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, you speak to fans and they are their standout moments of the season. Would you agree that for you that that's been your 
your moment as, as well? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Um, we were unbeaten in the league until the very last game, which is an achievement. And Nick pointed out probably possibly too many draws meant that going into that last game at Arsenal, we couldn't actually catch them. Obviously, if we'd have been, <laughs> imagine if that had been for the league, that mm. shoots, you know, if we'd have been, say, a point behind going to Arsenal and it'd have been for the title, you know, that would have been such a big game, but that didn't work out. So, that at least, like you say, the two cup battles are not to be sniffed at at all, to win yeah. two trophies. Um, brilliant, both brilliant days out for us as, as fans. Um, fantastic. I mean, who, who doesn't love going to Wembley? You know, it's fantastic, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, both of them hard to pick between them, actually. I mean, very different games, weren't they? The, 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 the Continental Cup was so tight, you know, it could have gone either way and, Ended up going all the way to penalties, but the the FA Cup first half West Ham were on top, could have took the lead and didn't thanks to a brilliant save from KB, um, and then second half City sort of bossed it and ran away with the game three 0 So it's hard to say which one you know which one's yeah. more satisfying, but both brilliant days out. Yeah, I mean you know they're the sort of moments that as a fan you know when you sort of get to a final and you're sort of awarded with that day out and I think the Conti Cup just felt quite special just because it was you know the important cup you know for us I mean you know as as that sort of trophy that we sort of hold so dearly if you like (laughs) Um, it's very special you're right it's very special because we won it in the first year after our our first year as a professional after the rebound in 2014 uh, obviously, to win it that year when we were massive underdogs, you know, no one fancied us to win that final and to beat Arsenal. And, and since then, we've, you know, we've won it. We won it against Birmingham and we've won it again. So it's a special cup to City. You know, you, you know, it's a special cup, cup to us as fans because we remember that first one and it's it's just in you. You know, so yeah, uh, you know, it, it's just as important to us as the, as the FA Cup. You know, it's, it's. I'd like to see it played at Wembley as well, personally, but I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. It's nice that it's played in proper ground and, mm. you know, and hopefully it can be marketed better and, you know, cause it deserves to be on a bit of a wider scale. I'd like to see it on the television and things like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, they obviously recently announced sort of, um, not, a new, not a new sponsorship, but renewed sponsorship. Mm. Um, so, you know, hopefully with that we'll see. I mean, the Conti Cup is the one um, tournament that is so under the radar you know, especially in the early stages, um, you know, you really struggle for coverage. You know, if you're not actually going to the game itself, you know, it, you yeah. you have to... <laughs> what I usually do is, like, if I'm not at the game or I can't get to the game, I usually get all the the Twitter feeds that I know are going to be there. So, like, City, City Women Blog, um, you know, um, Her Football, if they're there. And then I'll put all the yeah. notifications on. And then usually it's a sort of minute-by-minute kind of account as to what's going on. And then you kind of get a general gist of sort of what's happening sort of thing. And that's the only way you can really do it until you read the match report, um, you know, and when that's been put out, you, can, you, you know, you struggle to really get a feel for the game. And I just hope that that does improve. I mean, we're not going to see the improvements this season but you know hopefully maybe next season or the season after certainly in the early stages of the competition that it's just picked up a little bit better and you know we get that broadcasting it would be nice because like you said the final i think was on live on bt sport but other than that i'm not sure if any show i would imagine maybe uh, United and Liverpool have their own TV channels maybe they show theirs I don't know yeah. there might be rights issues I'd like to see it resolved I, I, maybe. actually you're right there I think um, 
Man United did show theirs on um, Man U TV. Well, they've so. got their own TV channel. Yeah. I think Liverpool have as well. So that that might be a whole different rights issue. That's fair enough. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd like to see it put on the red button on the FA Player, yeah. maybe like the league games. It'd be nice for you know, you know, surely as, as Continental Tires sponsor the club, they would want more exposure. That's the whole point in sponsoring a competition. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see it pushed up. You know, the, I don't expect it to be prime time on BBC One or anything, but maybe <laughs> no. on the red button. You know, maybe the red button, like they put the uh, yeah. WSL games on, yeah. and on, certainly on the player or online or on each mm-hmm. club's Facebook page. You know, there, there are options out there, but there may well, as I say, there might be right issues that need to be resolved. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I mean, it would be nice especially to see it. especially as well, like when you get. Uh, fans, I mean, I've not. It's not fans that I've obviously seen um, City fans as such, but other fans uh, talking about the competition, saying, you know, it's a bit, bit pointless if you like. Um, you know, I don't. You know, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for obviously um, the women's teams to be involved with fixtures and to get playing time. And it's you know because obviously the leagues aren't as big and things like that. It's just another opportunity to get some game time in to to. Yeah. to fill out the season if you like you know um, yeah well from a, from a fan's point of view as well a lot of the games tend to be midweek yeah which limits the people who can travel especially if it's a far one take say Chelsea away say mm-hmm. London you know for us there are some people they, they, they just can't do it they yeah. work it means taking two, two days off work <laughs> you know and they can't do it so it limits that as well so that's when you need to look at coverage that's from a fan's point of view from a player's point of view you know from, I know City always take it seriously and so a number of other teams do I've seen some comments by some managers maybe thinking it should be downgraded to a youth tournament you know where teams use younger players and stuff you know I don't think so I, I think a League Cup it's the equivalent of the League Cup in the men's game uh, the Carabao Cup or the League Cup as it is in the men's game it's the equivalent of that and mm-hmm. to me City, as a, the men's team I'm talking about, they, they take it seriously. The League Cup, they won it last two years. It doesn't stop them winning other trophies. It doesn't, you know, you can use your full squad. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but take it seriously. It's a trophy. Yeah. I'm, I'm of the mind that a trophy is a trophy. You know, and the same with the women. And we do take it seriously. You know, you know, the club won both League Cups last season, the men and the women, and it was brilliant. What a weekend that was for us that went to both. Yeah. We went to Sheffield on the Saturday and the women won, and then on the next day we had another penalty shootout at Wembley and the men won. So you won't find me criticising any of the League Cups. No, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I just hope, obviously, like I said, next season or you know, with the more added sponsorship that we get to see more of the coverage and it can benefit the fans. I mean, again, like you said, this next this next fixture, the quarter final, will be played over. Is it Wednesday, Thursday, fifteenth, sixteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth? Not confirmed yet. Yeah, not confirmed yet by the club, but um, it will be obviously a midweek game, like like you say, yeah. away to Sheffield. So, you know, if you if you're a nine to five worker, you're gonna have to go straight it's from work. I'm yeah, afraid. I that, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I've had this, these problems myself as well. So, uh, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that does limit the crowd for, for both teams home and away, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, looking ahead to next year, is it all about now, you know, fighting to retain these trophies and, and hopefully competing and carrying on competing at the, the top of the table for, for 2020? Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah, because um, obviously we were disappointed. Biggest disappointment, I would have said, if you ask Nick, ask the players, it's probably going out of Europe again yeah. to Madrid. Uh, the same as it was last year it's probably you know they don't want to go out early and not obviously but that's done now there's nothing we can do about that but what we can do is is, is, is carry on challenging for the title and obviously as you say 
defending both these trophies. I mean, if we come out at the end of the season with the same and we've we won both cups, I'd be happy. You know, I mean, it's not never ever the little trophy. A trophy's a trophy. So, but I'm, I do think we're still in the title race. I really do. So, especially with the fixtures, but we need to keep the results coming in and we can't afford to slip up because there's not that much room for error because I don't think Chelsea and Arsenal are going to drop too many points. Yeah. Uh, and the big games, obviously, if we, if we handle all the other games, obviously you have to look at the big games. We've got Chelsea and Arsenal to come to our place, mm-hmm. which is going to be big games, especially if we can win them both. And we've got to go and play our uh, our friendly uh, neighbours away as well. Um, in March, I believe, we play United away. So, yeah. You know, that's other, you know, if, you know, for, for us, uh, Mancunians, any derby is a big game, so that's another one on the on the agenda. So, you know, there's a lot to look forward to, definitely, and we're definitely still in, in the hunt for all three. Uh, so the OSC then wrapped up uh, the year with the Christmas party. How was that? Yeah, it was brilliant, yeah. We, we, um, we had a private, the private room at Mary Dee's. Uh, we had a joint Christmas party this year uh, with our friends from the Bluebells uh, Sports Club branch. So there was their members and our members. Uh, we had it in the daytime rather than in the evening, so it was like Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. so that we could make it a bit more, more maybe family friendly. We had quite a few families and, and youngsters come along, which was great. So we had some uh, Santa presents for them and passed the parcel and things like that for the little ones, which was great. Um, we had some very special guests. We had our branch president Neil Mather, who gave a talk on City Women and the foundations of that. We had some ex- uh, bluebells unveiled ex-City player Paul Stewart as their president uh, with a lovely silver salver and he he came and gave a talk on his career along with another ex-City player David White who turned up Um, so they give talks on their careers so it's great yeah and um, you know a few fun games and a few drinks and snacks and sausages on sticks and all the all, all, all <laughs> work that you get at Christmas, you know. So yeah, it was it was a nice afternoon. It was nice. No, no one worried about results or anything like that. No games to worry about on Saturday. So uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it was it was good. We enjoyed it. Yeah, I was gutted that I couldn't make it. It's just been really really busy. I mean, I, I was gutted that I couldn't get to the Brighton game. Uh, it's yeah. like the first game I've missed in first home game. Sorry that I've missed in ages and. And to miss the last game, sort of the year, kind of thing. You know, yeah, it, it was a bit poor planning on my part. I took my nephew to see Panto, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Panto, and uh, Father Christmas. So, uh, yeah, he enjoyed that. I, I. Oh, you, you missed. Uh, you missed Kath dressed up as the Grinch. I know. I know. I saw. Oh. <laughs> I saw the pictures. I mean, that was worth. That was worth. I don't know if that was worth going for more than them winning five nil. Actually, it was brilliant. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures. Very good. Uh, it was very funny. Um, I didn't even know she was doing that. I I, no, I just I saw I just, <laughs> I just saw the picture of um the picture of Jane and I was like yeah. who's dressed who's dressed up as the Grinch <laughs> and um and then Kath started messaging saying oh it was me. <laughs> yeah, very good, yeah. very funny. Yeah, um, it was good. I'm glad we had a good week because we had the Christmas due on Saturday and um and then obviously the game yesterday so that was that was great. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, you gave uh, a special presentation to Stephen Darby. Is that right? On during oh, the match. Right. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. We had to, we do contact Stephen. Obviously, with the um, his association with the Derby Rimmer Fund, the M and D Fund. Um, what we've done is you're allowed um, being a branch of the overall Manchester City Supporters Club. You can put in for the um, they have a charity fund where you can nominate a charity as your branch. And then they look at it and see, you know, if they, if they can make a donation on, on behalf of the, of the OSD for 
um, for that donate uh, for that charity. So that's what they did. So they so we presented um, Jude, our treasurer, and Jane, the secretary, presented um, Stephen with a cheque for five hundred pounds for from the overall OSC. That's all the branch, you know, um, from the charity fund. And then also we presented Blandy presented Stephen with a cheque for a thousand pound on behalf of our branch, the MCWFC OSC. Um, to the Derby River Fund, so we presented him with both those checks yesterday, and uh, it's just nice to be able to. It's something we wanted to do. It's something you know we wanted to have a nominated charity for the year. Mm. Um, it's just nice to do a little bit towards such a you know deserving cause. Absolutely, it's you know really one that's quite close to the heart. And as you know, you're you know you and all our members, you know it's, it's a cause quite close to you know to to us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, no, it's a, an incredible gesture, and I'm sure Stephen, especially, you know, it's greatly received because yeah, he was he was very yeah, very you know humble with it and everything, and you know, it's like I say, it's just something that's touched us all because of how close it is to us and yeah. fans with you know with Steph, and you know, it's a great it's a great uh, great charity, great cause, and if we can just do a little bit to help, then we're proud. Yeah, no, yeah, we should be. It's it's incredible in. Like you said, if it goes towards helping um, research and helping families, then you know, yeah, even exactly, the better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just nice, and we just thought we messaged Steve and asked him if he'd be at the game on Sunday, so he would. And we thought it was because we got the one from the OSC charity fund. We thought it'd be nice to give them both at this time of year, sort yeah. of thing. You know, so that's yeah. what we did. No, that's, uh, he, he was he was uh, grateful to come and come and see us and and, and accept them. You know, for on 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 the Derby River Fund's behalf. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. That's it, really. <laughs> from, well, from, from it's, been a, it's, it's been a great year. Um, congratulations again on your podcast. It's been brilliant, and thank, oh, you, thank for, you. you know for having me on. And we've chatted, and we've done all the travel info yeah, again for no, the year. Thank you for, things, so. for always yeah. contributing and chatting to me. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, well, I'm, I'm, look, I, I talk, I'm always talking football anyway, so I might as well come and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, hopefully, obviously, we've. I'm going to get this year out of the way, and then next year. I can concentrate a bit more on it because it's just it's just been so busy for us this last few months, um, yeah. especially out away from football and outside of obviously the football world. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully get back to it next year and um, be a bit more consistent because I've been absolutely rubbish <laughs> this year. Um, but yeah, thank you ever so much, Dave. What are your plans for this Christmas? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, just for spending it with the family. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in the new year, and the first fixture of the new year will be uh, Tottenham away on the fifth. Yeah, fifth of January at the Hive. So that should be a good yeah. fixture to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. You know, we're always down at London, aren't we? So <laughs> yeah, what's new? Exactly. All right, Dave. Well, thanks very much. Thanks, Merry Christmas, and I will speak to you, you in the new year. You will indeed. Bye, All the best. Bye.